Well, this week, we're going to kind of play off of some of the previous weeks, particularly last week, and I've entitled today, Freedom 2.0. How many of you saw the Facebook ads and the Facebook posts about it, and just like, I'm, I'm so excited about what God's doing here and what we're going to be talking about today, but it's not going to necessarily be what you would normally think well, I guess you wouldn't really know where I'm going with Freedom 2.0, but it's kind of following up on last week of you were created to be free. It's kind of like a sequel to that, but it's not. It's kind of all together. But I want us to look at sowing and reaping, choices and consequences. Now, when I was still in Florida, I had a period of time, many of you or most of you know that I was a deputy sheriff for a period of seven and a half years, and had a wonderful time with that. And it's crazy because you end up as a pastor and as a deputy dealing with many of the same people and many of the same situations. But there's just a different outcome depending on which hat you're wearing. Actually had someone, we, not, we got a 911 call from a neighbor that um, someone was beating up on their wife and went and knocked on the door and they opened up and go, hi, Pastor Kevin, how are you doing? It's like, oh, goodness gracious. It's like, I was just in church with you this morning. Please don't take me to jail. Anyway, he went to jail. But, um, But I had many conversations with people and everyone told me I was the nicest cop who ever arrested them, which is always humorous to me because that means they have a lot of experience to compare to. Anyway, I digress. But when I'm taking someone to the jail, and in our county it was quite a drive. It was like 20 miles if you were in the city center to get to the, to the jail. Had this long conversation, and you know what every one of them wanted to tell me? You have ruined my life. You have... I'm going to get fired. I'm going to lose my employment, I'm going to lose my wife, I'm going to lose, uh, you have ruined my life. And those of you who listened to the message I preached at North Church on choices probably recall the phrase that I'm so fond of, and I know my children can tell you what my phrase that I'm so fond of is, choices have consequences. And I was very quick to tell the people in the back of my car that I'm the messenger of your consequences. I am not the one who did what you did to be arrested. But isn't that how we think? Something bad happens to us and we go, oh, you caused this to happen to me. And yet it's not. But it's our sowing and our reaping. Good sowing, good choices is going to have a good outcome. I want us to circle back to Matthew 7, verse 24 through 27. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but man, this is still just going off inside of me. It's just like rumbling and churning. And all the conversations that I've been in in the last couple of weeks, I keep coming back to this. So you guys are coming back with me. Jesus, of course, is talking. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them or does them may be compared to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the wind blew, and the slammed against the house. Yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them or does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. 
And the rain fell and the floods came and the wind blew and slammed against the house. Same storm, two different houses. And it fell and great was its fall. And the thing that keeps going off inside of me is those few words that Jesus said. He who hears my words and does them, he who doesn't listen to what I'm doing. In other words, God says, I've got the path that I want you to walk on. Will you walk on it? Because if you walk on this, no matter what storms come against us, and we're all going to have storms, those storms are going to be weathered when you're anchored on God. When you're anchored on God's principles. If you're just trying to do life on your own, and you're just out here just doing whatever, however it seems, then you're building it on the sand and it's easily destroyed. And that's so many of the people that I come across during the week that I talk to outside of these walls, their house is always getting turned upside down. Everything is going to shambles. I'm challenging all the people I'm talking to and I'm challenging you as well to get on the path with us, to get in Building our house on the rock. Not a play on, our, on the name of the church, on the rock. It's not about that. It's about doing the words of Jesus. To hear them and do them. You see, if we simply just come to church on Sunday, or we listen to the podcast, because there's way more people listening to the podcast than are actually coming into the, the service with us at this point in time. And I pray it always continues to grow at the same way. I, I pray it's that way. But if we do more than just listen... And walk out and go, yeah, that was an okay message. Yeah, I like the scripture. You know, you ask the next day and go, what was the message about? Um, and I'm guilty of this too, right? But if we hear the message of God, Jesus, and do them, we get on the path, what would happen if we dig in? Growth track, we mentioned that earlier. To jump into growth track, take four weeks out of your life to get established, to learn what is our motive, what we're doing here, our plan. Find out what God has called you to do and see how they mirror up, how they just overlay on top of each other. To get into a small group, when we get them going, the semester, as Andrew said, will be starting in January. Jump into a small group and then learn to be vulnerable with the people around you. And you may be there for them, and then the next day they're there for you but we're able to get on the path and hear the words and do them. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, for by grace, verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, for it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that anyone would be able to boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which prepared God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. We are his workmanship. We are his project when we trust him with our lives. But if I'm over here building my house on the sand because I'm like, God, I'm not listening to your words, what workmanship does he have in me? None. But when I say, God, I want to listen to the words that you're telling me, as we're reading through the book of John as a church every month to the end of the year, as many times as we can, 
learning what Jesus says and how, what he, how he talks to people and Jesus' heart, we'll hear his words and then we start acting upon them and we do them, everything changes. A friend of mine posted this on Facebook a few weeks ago. It's found in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. It says, The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Your mercies, God says, is new every morning. So it doesn't matter what today ends up. Tomorrow is new. It doesn't matter how I missed it today. Remember we talked about sin as you're shooting and you're missing the mark? Tomorrow, it's a brand new mark. Tomorrow, it's a brand new time to get on that path. We may be finding ourselves here today on the, what day is it today? The fourth day of December, and go, man, this year's almost gone. We can say a new day tomorrow of mercies. In a few very short days, it'll be a new year of mercies that God has for us. Last year at January, right at New Year's, we had a service, and I had everyone fill out a prayer card for 2017, 2016. And we sealed them all up, and we have them, and we're going to bring them back to you on New Year's Day, because we will have service on New Year's, and we're going to pass them all out, and we're going to have a prayer service. It's not going to be like a regular service, but we're going to then put intentionality to 2017, and we're going to look at our prayer requests that we put in 2015 for 2016. You're following the bouncing balls here. Well, my wife got a head start jump on that whole thing. She found hers as we're preparing. She's like, oh, rip. I want to see what I put last week. And I'm like, last year, sorry. I'm like, oh, honey, that was for that service. She's like, I opened it up. But guess what? Even what she found is the things that she put and prayed for have come to pass this year. That's what always happens. It's always a wonderful experience. But when we see that God's mercies are new every morning, when we see, he says, do the things I ask of you. Is it for, so he can control our lives and just be puppets? Because if that's what he wanted, he would have created us that way. No, he says, I've got a plan, a path for you over here that leads to righteousness. Won't you get on it? Won't you come enjoy the great things that I have for you instead of doing it yourself over here? And as we stand on the threshold of one year going into another, I want to ask you, what harvest do you want in 2017? What would you want 2018 to look like? Have you thought that far? Dr. Kennedy really challenged me a lot whenever I came on staff with him to say, don't wait till January 1st to do your goals for that next year. Start in December. So January 1, you've already know what you're wanting to do. So can we accept that same challenge? Can we say we're going to spend some intentionality in the next couple of days, the next week or so, to say, God, what is it you want me to do? Being on the path with you, knowing that your mercies are new 
every morning. When this new year comes, God, I want everything you have for me in your path in 2017. What would 2018 look like if we walked on the path of God? You know, it's interesting. God could have created the heavens and the earth just like that. Couldn't he? I mean, he's God. He could have said, ding, it's all done. Why did he take six days? Why did he do some on this day? Stop. Some on the next day? Stop. Some on, why did he do it in a progression? Have you ever thought about that? It's not because he got tired. It's not like he's like, man, that's a full day of work. I need to sit down a little bit. I need to get me some sweet tea. He was showing us that there's a progression. I'm asking all of us, myself, my wife, my family, we're all included. Can you give us a year being on the path of God? Take the journey with us. Link arms, grab hands. We talked about so many of those things. Like I said, it's going to be a combination of those. Can we just get together and say, hey, we're going to go after God. We're going to be on this path. We're going to hear God's words and do them. And we're going to start building our house on the rock. I want to also let you know the glorious news that on January the 2nd, we're going to start 21 days of prayer and fasting. The real fasting, not the fasting we do in September and August, but the real kind of fasting where you don't eat. And I'm so excited. So excited. I'm still talking myself into that one. But God wants to do something new in us. And that's a purpose that we have chosen as a church when we knew we were going to be launching that we're going to have two times during the year of prayer and fasting, 21 days. See, because true freedom is not just a get out of jail free card. Remember last week we looked at when the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. That free indeed is you make different choices. Because how many of you know that if you're building your house on the sand, you're going to find yourself in bondage. But when you're building your house on the rock, you make different choices. Freedom can be from so many different things, addictions, but it can also be sickness. Healing is an ultimate freedom. We know that scripture says it's anything too big for God. And I'm telling you that there are people within the sound of my voice, people listening to the podcast, people within five miles of where we are at right now, they're laden down with sickness, laden down with addictions, laden down with they don't know what to do. I got this little thing as I close, popped up on Facebook. It says there's people all around you that are looking for people to marry and to to be able to officiate their services. And if you're interested in that, jump on this. 
So I did just to see and thought it's a great opportunity for me to be in this area and let people know, hey, if you need somebody to marry you, I'll do your premarital counseling and maybe get to know them. And then, you know, hey, we've got a church going on here. You want to show up. Not that you have to, but, you know, it just gives us another opportunity. You know what's the most amazing thing of that is? It's flooded every day by people saying, I need relationship help. Few say, I want to get married. But the number of people that are crying out and taking that click, but you know what's really amazing? It's happening at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's happening at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting on my computer, working on my message. Pop up, pop up, pop up. And my heart breaks. What are they going through at 2 o'clock in the morning that they went and searched out a search on their computer to say, who can help me. Let's pray. Father, even as we sing today, great are you, Lord. Father, as we just looked at the scripture, there's nothing too big for you. There's nothing that's an addiction. There's no sickness that is too big. There's nothing that we would have that you're not able to handle. So, Father, today we bring all these things to your feet. But you know, being on the path of freedom, putting your life on the rock, starting the mercies in you every day, if you've never accepted Christ, that's nothing you even know probably anything about. That may all be new words to you. So if you find yourself listening to this message and you've never taken that first step to building your house on the rock of accepting Christ, I want you to say the simple prayer with me if today's your day. Simply say, Father, I recognize that Jesus is your son and I accept him as my savior. I realize that I don't know how to run my own life I've made a mess at times. So I ask you to step in and just lead me in the way you want me to go. And I purpose to follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Or if there's something, an area of freedom that you need to walk out in from addiction, sickness, you need healing and health in your body, I want you to fill out the connection card online, fill out the connection card on the app, fill out the one on the seat with you. And we want to pray with you about all those things and see God do something amazing. Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor because this is all about you. And Father, you've said that you're all about the people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.